Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And with me today, I have Charlie with me and Sean with me. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And What's going on? And I guess what? I guess you guys are probably wondering, what are we doing doing a YouTube show in the middle of a Super Bowl? Well, for starters, I don't really care that much about the Super Bowl for this year. So I figured doing a top 10 list of 2010 is a whole lot better than celebrating the Super Bowl at this moment. So... With further ado, this is actually going to be our best list of 2010. And what better way to do a 2010 review than to actually do a top 10 review for 2010. So I'm going to go on ahead and give Charlie the floor for his uh, first movie that he has. he's going to be mentioning in his number 10 spot. All right. My first movie in my number 10 spot of 2010 is The A-Team. This, this was just... <laughs> This is this this is the 2010 seemed to be the year of okay the team the squad based action movies I mean you got I think um yeah you had the A team which came out in June which it got a lot of heat um because some like original people that were on the show didn't like the movie I didn't care I enjoyed it I thought they got a great cast Liam Neeson I mean. I thought he's perfect as Hannibal Smith. I mean, he's, he just has that charisma. He had Bradley Cooper's face. Um, Charlton Copley as uh, uh, Mur- Mad Murdoch. Because, I mean, he was definitely that crazy character. And then you had uh, um, an MMA fighter, I fr- um, Rampage Jackson <clears throat> as BA. And I thought that, like right. I said, the act was... Sure, you could, some people say call it formulaic. I thought it was entertaining. And that, that's why I had it as number 10 because... That was the uh, one of the movies that came out, I believe. Uh, I 
think it was Father's Day weekend. I stayed after work one day and just watched it. And it was like, because I was cleaning the, um, Sean and I, we were working at the theater at the time. And I I cleaned that movie. And then, then I got, after I cleaned it, yeah, you can go home early. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch this movie. And I saw the ending of the movie when I was clean. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't that busy. <laughs> I guess not. It was like, yeah, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was like a weekend in June. But yeah, I I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. That's why I had it as my number yeah. ten. It's definitely to me. It's um like your your standard popcorn movie where you yeah. know you just want to go. You want to be entertained for like two hours, see some explosions, have a few laughs, and just you know sit back and have a good time. Yeah, definitely. and that's what it was. it was. I mean, them flying the tank. <laughs> I mean, I mean. You can't you can't see that anywhere else. I mean, it's like them flying a tank, and there's like they're trying to fly the tank, and then yeah. them do it. And it's like, oh yeah, you need to go that way, and then yeah, just like just like yeah, cow- shooting it to move them across the sky. It, like, what are they doing? And then or or just like or, or the uh, the joke that we um, Hannibal Smith after he got like got like incinerated. So devil walks into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's one of those popcorn-flavored type of movies where you can just stuff your face with popcorn for a while, forget about everything surrounding you for two and a half hours, and just watch the A-Team. That's what the kind yeah. of vibe that I actually got from the A-Team itself. I didn't actually see this in, in the theaters or anything like that like I was going to. I just went on ahead and saw something else because it was actually stacked that year. So mm-hmm. I forgot what I saw in its place. But, you know, I did see it afterwards on DVD and everything. I liked it. For what it was, but it's that didn't make my top ten. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do like... you have? Hmm. Okay. Okay. So what do you have on your top on your ten, um, Sean? All right. So I put. So this came out in 2010 overseas. Um, it came out early in 2011 here, but it's so good. I felt like I had to put it on. It's called I Saw the Devil. It's um. Okay. By Jiwon or G, yeah, Jiwoon Kim. Um, it's about this cop or this, uh, I guess he's like an FBI agent, and his wife gets murdered by a serial killer. So then it's a Korean movie, um, and then he, it's, it's him going to find the serial killer to uh, get vengeance. And the whole thing is he actually, he fi- early on he does find him, and then it's a whole like he let he messes with him, lets him go, messes with him, lets him go. So you're kind of watching. Uh, this detective break down this serial killer to make him feel what he felt when he found out his wife was murdered. Um, it's a long movie. It's about two and a half hours. But I'm telling you, after the first like 15 minutes, you're at the edge of your seat the whole time. And it just moves really well. If you're really into movies like Seven, um, but you want maybe a little bit more horror to it or some more action... I highly recommend checking out this movie. It's really good. Okay. And what's that, what's that called? I haven't it's seen that one before. I Saw the Devil. Okay. I know you can rent it on uh, Amazon Prime, I think for like $4. Like it's not very expensive to rent. Okay. Um, but it's really good. Um, the guy that plays the serial killer in it is the same dude that played the original Hellboy. I think it's like Choi Min Sink or something like that. But like it's he plays the perfect to where it's like, He's kind of compassionate to his victims and then flips to be insane. But oh, wow. really I'm good acting. Yeah, it's really intense, really good acting if you're into those thriller type of movies. All right. 
So my number 10 is actually The Losers. This is actually similar to The A-Team. This is yeah. also why that mo this movie didn't really make that much money was because everybody's like, oh, this is too much like The A-Team. This, this just feels like one of those films that have been done and everything already. So I don't, it didn't really make that much money at the box office, I believe. This is also a Marvel fil film and everything too. And I didn't even know that. Was What's that? I think... I think it was DC Vertigo. I think they had. I think that was the comic that that the motion the is graphic novel was based mm -hmm. off of. I think. Yeah, I think okay. Okay, because yeah. on the thing it says Marvel whenever you actually start up the movie. Does it? And everything. Yeah, hmm. it does. I, I, so maybe you know, they brought I the rights to that, it or something. Have to look. Maybe yeah, I don't maybe know. <laughs> but. I found that kind of interesting because I didn't even know it was based off of a graphic novel or a comic book or anything like that. I thought it was just an original concept. But mm -hmm. for them to actually come out with something like The Losers and everything, you can't beat the casting. You have Chris Evans in this movie, not to mention you also have Negan from The Walking Dead. Um, you know, who I'm talking about. Yep. You actually Please have him in there. Uh, yep. Zoe Saldana. Yep. So, uh, technically, John, you jumped ahead of this one. This was my number two of the year. Yeah, this was my well, number four well, on my list, too. Okay. This was this, this was so this, we can all talk about I that on Mark at all. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to see that for number two. So when we get to okay. it. <laughs> okay. So, well, That's not I'll add a little bit to it. If you okay. want. I can um, add a little bit, but yeah, I'll, I'll get a lot going more in depth when we get to number two. <laughs> yeah, like you said, John, okay. um, the cast is great for this movie. Um, I loved the, the bit in the beginning where it, like, like the I forget how they broke down each character, but in the beginning where it would say their name and then it went into yeah. like the comic graphic. Like yeah. I just loved all that. Like being a comic book fan, I was like, this movie rocks. Yeah. And um I love Idris Alba. Like he's one of my favorite actors. And just to yeah, have him just just to see him like his character is so cool. And like Jeffrey Dean Morgan's one another one of my favorites. I um, mean, like I'll yeah, I'll go more in depth when it says this is my number two, but I think but, I just love the the sequence that I knew I loved the movies when they're like um, after they just they got traveled overseas and they come out of the caskets, we'll, let's go bird hunting in the slow motion, walking in the music in the background. Like, all right, I love this movie. This movie's awesome. Um, I remember we tried like Tim. Tim was very uh, our friend Tim was very hesitant on this movie. He's like, it's not R rated, so it's not gonna be good. And then you show the movie, he immediately bought it. Yeah, it's good. The chemistry <laughs> between the cast way. is excellent. Yeah, I'll go more in depth when we get when I when we get closer. But yeah, because okay. I was. A lot for that. Okay, that's fine. But uh, what else I have to say about this is what I loved about it was, like you mentioned, Sean, is the opening sequences with the comic books and stuff like that. And seeing that as a comic book fan was really great. And mm -hmm. also like the fact that this is like the introduction to Idris Elba, pretty much, because really he just was starting to get his name out there a little bit. He's not wasn't the no well known actor that we mm -hmm. know today. And I really loved his character. I loved the chemistry between the other actors and actresses in this film. My, my favorite scene, though, would actually have to be the scene where uh, Chris Evans is actually in the elevator. And he goes, I got magic powers. And, <laughs> Mind bullets. And then, yeah. yeah, and then the other guy was actually in the other building, and he's a sniper. And, he go, and all of a sudden, Chris Evans goes, and... All of a sudden, Thank you, the bullet, yeah. yeah, the bullet ones up shooting him, and then all of a sudden, uh, the song from Journey, Don't Stop Believing, starts playing. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is a hilarious uh thing that this actually has. And then also, too, yeah. every single shirt that Chris Evan has is a different comical element to it. 
Like they have yeah. a one where a girl's eating a hot dog mm-hmm. and everything. And I really liked how they actually turned incorporated into something that was supposed to be dirty for a PG thirteen kind of movie. I thought it was I thought it yeah. actually worked. I thought the humor worked in it. Chris Evans mm-hmm. stole the show yeah. in this. Jeffrey Dean Morgan does yeah. a really good job. So does Zoe jo- Sotana. She's actually one of my favorite actresses as well. So that's pretty, and even the stunt work was really good for a PG thirteen movie. Mm-hmm. This movie worked. And it knew what yeah. it was. So yeah. Yeah, I loved. I loved how Chris Evans was so invested in his like niece's soccer team too. Yes. <laughs> That's true. The one running gag. I mean, it's just funny because he did, and then he did Captain America right after this. So there's this the kind of tagline. It did stuff to me, spooky <laughs> stuff, anal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go into more when I when I put, when I get to number number two. <laughs> Okay, so what's your number nine, Charlie? All right, I had Iron Man two. Um, I just, I just enjoyed this movie for what it was. There's a lot of heat on it, but I didn't care. This, this is what really kicked off the MCU in a sense, because it brought in, you brought in Black Widow, you brought in more of Coulson, you brought more of the the Avengers Initiative. Nick Fury was involved more in this one, and then of course the big tease at the end. Oh yeah, um. Yeah, we, we got to go to uh, New Mexico. Yeah, Thor's hammer is just randomly here. So, I mean, this, this one, this is a movie that just had a lot of those good elements in it. It had a lot of great action. I mean, it, and it was funny, too. I mean, just the, them bashing hammer tech, like, the whole time. I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to do the, doing the uh, the court hearing or whatever. All right, we're going to test this robot. And three, two, one, turn. And then he just breaks his back. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, no, no, that didn't work. Or, and, of course, the the ex-wife, the little the little rocket. He's like, this is a little piece I like to show. It's called the ex-wife. And then uh, War Machine tries using it, and it bounces off the guy. Like, hammer tech, <laughs> hammer tech. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it was just entertaining for what it, what it is. And it was just like, it's, I, I liked it. And also because we brought in these characters and how we're like, we're really, this is really happening. We're really getting the MCU. And mm-hmm. I like it. So that's why it's my number nine. Okay. Yeah. Like that wasn't, it's not my favorite MCU movie. I do. It's, it's, it's weird that I don't like that movie as much because I love the screenwriter for that. The guy, yeah. he wrote Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. I believe yeah. the last Boy Scout. As yeah. Well. Like, yeah, and like I love all those movies, but um, I, I like the movie, but it would I don't think it would yeah. make a list or anything. But I did enjoy it when I saw it. Same here as well. I like Shane Black for a Shane Black kind of movie. If this was actually not Iron Man, and just called it something else, and it was just a Shane Black movie, it'd be great. But because the fact that you thought it was Iron Man three, uh, sorry, I didn't mean did I, Iron, Iron Man, Man three, three. But I think he wrote Iron Man two, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Okay. I think so. Uh, that's what I'm getting trying to get at is the fact no. that, you know, if, oh, yeah, okay. look it up real quick for me, Sean, because if I'm wrong, hey, it's not going to be the first time I'm wrong about something. <laughs> but, you know, I, here's the thing. I, it didn't make my list or anything like that, but I appreciate the fact that you liked it, Charlie. But yeah. for me, I just didn't like the dialogue, the flow with Mickey Rourke. I thought he was miscast. And everything, and I get the fact that at that time it was the return of Mickey Rourke. It was actually the time during uh, he, whenever he actually made uh, the wrestler, he was actually making a comeback mm-hmm. for himself and things like that. And I was rooting for him to actually go further than what he did with his comeback. And it just, for me, it just didn't fall. It fell flat for me. But that's just me. 
but it was just uh, yeah. yeah. I guess it was Iron Man three. It was yeah. Shane Black. I thought Shane it was Black. two for some reason. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Was, I know Justin, why I didn't like Iron Man two then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin Thoreau, uh directed this. Like not wrote. He wrote the screenplay for this one. Okay. Okay. Because if it was uh, the part three, up. I would actually tell you why I didn't like part three that much. Where's the one but, where he didn't where he lost all his armor? Was that three? That was three. Yeah, that was three. okay. So yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah, two is the one where he yeah. like he was doing the uh like he like like that the the thing in his chest was killing him. So you had to find a new uh okay. you had to find a new form, and then that's where we find a vibranium. And then like while he's creating it, he finds Captain America's shield, which I thought was hilarious. He's like, oh, paperweight. Oh wow, fits perfectly. I mean, it's just a little kind of like shoeing that he found Captain America's shield, and because then, then a year later we got that. But it was this. More Sam Rockwell in that one too. Yeah, he, he played. Uh, okay. He played Hammertech. He's like oh. he's having a huge, the huge presentation of all the guns, and like he's like, yeah. And then the, the ex-wife. Okay. <laughs> and then that was the sequence where uh, Black Widow's like, "All right, I have a happy driver," and he's she's changing in the back, and he's staring at her. Watch the road. God, and then and then it's like she she beats up every single one at at, at uh at uh, Ricky Works uh place of business, and she's beating everybody up, and and Happy's just beating up that one guy. I got him, and you see everybody else all beat up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt was in the running for Black Widow, and it was this movie, but mm. I think she had scheduling conf- conflicts, so she couldn't do it. Okay. So, let's see. What do you have for your number nine, Sean? Um, I have another Korean movie. Um, okay. It's called The Man from Nowhere. Oh, I've I think I've heard about one, that. Yeah. Um, so this this one you can watch on Prime if you have a uh, subscription. Um, it's about a guy who runs a, a, a pawn shop. And um, he has one friend. And it's like this little girl. And these guys and his, the little girl's mom is kind of hangs out with a bad crowd. And she gets uh, she ends up stealing some heroin. Bad guys come take her, take the girl. And then the pawn shop guy, you find out later that he has some other training and he's working at a pawn shop for a reason. And um, yeah, he ends up going after the the thugs that took the girl. And it's, it's kind of like a very John Wickish movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little bit more intense, but I kind of like a lot of like the Japanese and the Korean, like their dramas and stuff. I just think how their fight scenes are done are a lot better. Than a lot of U.S. films, mm-hmm. um, so I do think the co- like the the fight scenes, um, situations seem to be more tense. I'm guessing maybe just because of how it's shot, but uh, yeah, if you like a good action movie, um, I would say it's more of like a like a John Wick with a better story. So if you're looking for something like that, um, I would say check it out. Okay, I watched it for years ago. I don't remember much of it. I think I watched it like. Well, I honestly I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I've never seen it. It's <laughs> mm. been a long time since I watched it. I think it was on Netflix like years sure. ago. But I, I can't remember is, it. Does it have like a raid kind of vibe to it where the action sequences are just like uh raid? I have not seen that. People have recommended okay. it to me, but I haven't watched it. Oh, I think you're right. I think like raid. Like, is it similar? Do you have you ever watched any of the the on or is it the protector with Tony Jaw? Tony Jaw, I've heard of those. Yeah. So there's there's one yeah, scene where it's literally he storms like this this hideout and it's all one shot. It's really cool oh, and it's nice. literally him going up the steps 
and just like fighting like hundreds of guys. But okay, yeah, it's, it's all one shot. It's pretty cool um, scene if you are into that kind of like fight choreography and stuff like that. The raid is okay. just awesome. The raid redemption. That's what like like because the raid redemption came out. And then dread came out, and the sense of dread fighting up the lay, the the floors to get to the baddie. Mm-hmm. That was essentially mm-hmm. the raid, and it was like it was just a lot. Really, the movie is so intense, and like the main guy Ikiwa, I can't think of the the guy's last name. He's been in a lot of stuff. That's why he was the main reason I want to watch Mile Twenty Two. It's because he was in it, and because I know mm-hmm. he does some great action sequences. But the raid is awesome, and then the sequel takes it up to another level. Really. Okay. I'll yeah. check them out. Second one's yeah, the long, though. Second one's like two and a half hours. Pretty good. Okay. Let's see here. For my number nine, I got Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. This mm-hmm. is actually a movie I revisited today just because I wanted to see if this movie still holds up. Because I remember going to the movie theater and watching it and just laughing my ass off on it and everything. And I like the comical aspect of it where basically Steve Carell and Tina Fey go into this restaurant. They don't even have a reservation or anything like that. They just want to have a night alone away from their kids. And so they fake like that. They're actually the horns. And what happens is once they, once they sit down and everything, because of the fact that they actually fake the reservation, that's whenever things just starts going haywire. Turns out the horns are actually some people that were blackmailing a politician and also part of the mob as well. And they got sucked into it on an accident because of Steve Carell faking that they are um, the the horns, but I, the triple horns. But what I liked though was the my couple of my favorite scenes is number one, whenever they go over to Mark Wahlberg's place and he doesn't even have a shirt on or anything. Right. And Steve Carell is just That's looking at him and he goes, yeah. yeah, he's like, we're crying out loud. Do you have a <laughs> shirt? And, then all of a sudden, Gal Gadot walks down the stairs, and she's just wearing his shirt, wearing uh, Mark Wahlberg's shirt, and goes, "Oh, there it is. There's the shirt." <laughs> <laughs> and then she's and talking. Played, uh, uh, Israel. He was Tina boy, ex-boyfriend or something in it. Like it was like it was that gimmick. It's like I knew a guy. And he's like he's he's uh, he was her ex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, he was that. She was a real estate agent that showed him this apartment. And uh, that's what winds up happening is these cops are actually after them. Yeah. And so that's what winds up happening. And so Gal Gadot walks down and she's talking uh, Israeli. And, she, and she, basically she says, you, me, sex. And talking about <laughs> Tina Fey and Steve Carell. And Mark Wahlberg turns around and says, no, they're, they're not here for sex. And, she, and then she responds back. She goes, good. They look old and weak. <laughs> and then the scene with the taxi cab when they're trying to escape from the cops uh they go on a head-on collision and everything with the taxi cab and uh, mark Wahlberg's car and they're trying to take the basically they're trying to tear the two ends apart to where they can go their own separate way but the two cars are just stuck together so (laughs) the guy in the uh, taxi cab goes Go, let go. Uh, slam your brakes. No, you slam your brakes. He goes, no, I'm slamming my brakes. You slam your gas. <laughs> and then Mark Wahlberg's, uh, not Mark Wahlberg, but then you ask Steve Carell, he goes, he goes zip your lip. <laughs> zip your face. <laughs> <laughs> and 
So I just thought this movie was comical. Of course, James Franco was in this movie, though, too. Then you have yes, Mila Kunis in this movie as a little cameo. The strip club so, sequence is pretty hysterical. funny. It still holds up. The strip club sequence is hysterical where Tina Fey is opposed as a prostitute or like a stripper. <laughs> and the two of them are doing a, a, doing a routine on, like the both Steve Carell and Tina Fey are doing a routine on a stri- on each separate stripper pole to impress the, uh, <laughs> the drug lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve Carell is posing as a pimp yeah. as well. So that makes it even funny. He has those yeah. little jogging pants on. And everything, yeah. and he's just posing as a pimp. It's hilarious. Yeah. So that's actually my number nine. Okay. So all right. My number eight is the uh, Dwayne Johnson's first action movie from doing kid movies, Faster. Um, this is the one where he played the uh, the guy that came out of like um, he was the draw. Like, he just came out of prison, and he's like trying to find the guys that killed his uh, that set him and his brother up. This uh, this one was just Twain Johnson being a badass. The whole movie, mm-hmm. he's like a hitman or whatever. And he's like, and everybody's like, he's going like he's going in this club to figure out where this guy is. And this one like the bouncers getting up to like, what are those marks? Oh, I have no beef with you, man. Um, because uh, because it was um. He was the driver that that is like that, that 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 he was the getaway driver, and then they get to this house, and then and then his brother gets set up, and they kill his brother, and he gets shot in the back of his head, and everybody deemed him dead, and then like he, and he has a metal plate, so it's essentially it came out over Thanksgiving. It was a very low budget one, but it was just The yep. Rock being a badass, and it's like this Thanksgiving if you're on your li- if you're on his list, you're already dead. <laughs> I mean, it had, uh, I think, uh, Billy Bob Ford was in this. Um, I think Carla uh, Gorino, she was in it. She played one of the cops. Um, and it had, mainly it was, it was a rock vehicle, essentially. And while this professional hitman was trying to go after the rock guy or whatever it is, um, and Deb from the Dexter was briefly in this movie. Um, this movie was just awesome. It was just like, and it was right before the rock join fast and furious and this is hmm. his first big r-rated like his first big like i'm done with kid movies i'm i'm doing my stuff and it's just something i definitely worth checking out because the action sequences are just awesome and then it's just the rock just and then he knows how to drive a car it's like a, i never <laughs> i haven't seen the movie but i remember the poster to where it's just like his giant forearm holding a gun and like the car yeah. behind him yeah and it's and it's a nice car I mean, this car is like it, it's like that, and then yeah, um, it's a GTO. Um, it's actually a muscle GTO car. It's yeah. really great. He's channeling his inner uh, Toretto. He's like I said, he did this right before he did the Fast and the Fast Five. He joined the Fast and Furious crew with Fast mm-hmm. Five. This came out right before it. Um, it, it was just I was I just remember this movie, and it was like I watched it. It was just so good. I mean, the action sequences are great, and it's just um, like he's a man of little words. Like after like he's going after this this pastor or whatever, and he's like this guy is doing a, doing a, like a prayer, and he's like and he pulls out his gun, all right, sermon's over. <laughs> and you know what though, I really, I have this as my number four, but I'm gonna talk about it. I'll just okay. mark this off mine. But okay. what I liked about it was the same reasons like you liked it, Charlie. I liked the fact that it didn't have that much dialogue, but you knew that you were on his shit list just by the way he looks at you. You just yeah. don't want to come in contact with this guy, especially the way he looks at you, the way he stares oh, you yeah. down. If you're on that list, you're pretty much dead. But 
you know, even the part with the preacher and everything, too, which I thought was funny because it's actually in this little revival tent that he comes in yeah. and he's just sitting down. And then all of a sudden the pastor just looks up at him and he realizes, oh, shit. Yeah, um, you're done. <laughs> and then also, too, he winds up finding out that one of the people that he killed survived. Yeah. And so he goes back over to the ER, goes through the ER doors takes out his gun and shoots him while they're actually operating on the guy and then walks yeah. off and like nothing even happened. So yeah. <laughs> well, that's also when he has the shootout with Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, he like, he can cycle that gun. I mean, there's this, the shootout in the apartment building. I was able to like reload the gun that quick. And then just like, I mean, the rock was on fire in this movie. And he's like, he, like, yes. he definitely was like the perfect guy for this movie. And it's just, it was nice to see him back in that role. <laughs> Right before the, uh, right before he became fi- franchise Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, Sean, what's your number eight? For not for my number eight, I had it's kind of a funny story. Um, it's about a, a kid who I think he's getting ready to commit suicide, um, but he doesn't, and he checks himself into a mental institution. Um, I forget what his act, what that actor's name is, but. I think the biggest one is probably Zach Galifianakis is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays one of the uh, the patients. Um, and it's a decent story. Um, it's just another of the kid trying to find a purpose in life. But I think you want to watch this for Zach Galifianakis's performance. Usually, you know, he's kind of like a one, one hit pony, you know, just yeah. plays the comedic role. And this, he kind of walks a good line for being funny and then switching to like super serious um so it's definitely it's a different range a different role for him um i guess it's kind of like baskets if you ever watch that with him in it to where it's kind of serious but then goofy as well but it's it's really funny um i think i'm not i might have seen it in theaters if not i know i rented it as soon as it was available but definitely check it out if you're into like those indie coming of age stories yeah Um, matter of fact i I did see this (laughs) I saw this on direct TV. Some, some of my least favorite. So I least, like that. yeah. Well, that's okay. I remember was it was in your 2008. You hated In Bruges, and that's yeah, one. Of, that was my favorite movie. Of 2008. But <laughs> don't really forget, cool. he also has the Love Guru as <laughs> on his list as one of his favorites. <laughs> hey, I said honorable mentions. It wasn't in my top ten favorites. There's a distinction on that. <laughs> I almost walked out of that movie, Chuck. That's how bad it was. But no, I really liked it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Some that the love grew, some that came out. It was like I went to see this in the theaters. It was like my mom and my dad was on a business trip at that time. We went to see it, and it's just we liked it. I mean, it's the first time I saw Justin Timberlake as a, in a comedic role. And like, because I always saw him, I always thought he's a go. Oh, I just assumed he's this pretty boy prick or whatever. And then I you watched him. Black like, Snake Moan with him in it. No, I didn't watch that. Or Alpha you watch he was, he was hilarious in Love Guru. He was like my this highlight. What, but Another thing, Charlie, I would actually recommend is Alpha Dog and also what Sean mentioned as well. Because the, uh, Black Snake Moan, both of those films are really good for his serious roles and everything. Yeah, I it saw shows Alpha, the level I've of acting he can Dog. do. Um, I watched Alpha Dog with him in that. and um, Plus Sam yeah, Jackson and Christina Ricci. No, like, yeah, I've no, I've no blacksmith. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I have that on DVD. <laughs> but yeah, um, right. 
I do have to agree with you though, Sean. I really like the level of um, acting that Zach did in this movie, in that movie that you mentioned. I didn't see this in theaters or anything like that. I saw this, as a matter of fact, on DirecTV. So I didn't get around to actually seeing it in theaters because indie movies don't really come out my way or anything like that for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I actually have to wait when an indie movie is actually hit. And when they hit, I love watching indie films. And Zach uh, actually does a really good job of blending in the com- comedic timing and also the dramatic timing as yeah. well. And it also makes you feel for the other character as well that's actually in this institution and everything. And the only friend that he actually has is Zach. And he's actually yeah. relying on Zach. So I really like that. So uh, let's see here. From my number eight, I actually have Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Hell yeah. Very and awesome. this is actually one of my favorites. This is like, if you're looking for a good video game adaptation and everything, this is actually the movie that you actually want to see. And there's not really anyone that you you can actually root for in this movie because that, uh, because here's the thing. Scott is kind of a douchebag. He cares about himself. He's self-centered. And he's also dating um, Knives and also uh, Mona and everything too at the same time and he's playing dangerous games between the both of them but i love the fighting the fight sequences between the boyfriends and everything whenever he actually has to take them down and also too chris evans is in this movie you also have a couple of other actors who weren't even that big at that time or anything like that and you know i like how yeah you also have uh what's her name from marvel from captain marvel in this movie too Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie. Yep, Brie Larson's in it. Brandon Ralph was in it. Um, yeah, Brandon Ralph. Um, Jason Schwartzman, I believe. Uh, Kieran Tom Culkin. Was, He's the best in that movie. I think Tom Jane was in this. I think Tom Jane and uh, um, God, I can't think of his name. Clifton Collins. Uh, something. He was uh, in the the second uh, Boondock Saints movie. They played the vegan police. Uh, Superman. Yep. Whatever the actor yeah. that plays Superman. Um, Ran around. Yep. Yeah. I didn't but have yeah, this as I, a least favorite. No, this was a dishonorable mention for me. So I'll go. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll go into mute that. Charlie. I'm going to mute his mic again. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But, know. you know, I liked the, uh, the scene. My, like I said, the favorite scene for me is Chris Evans. And everything when he's supposed to be playing a stuntman and he's going down uh and skateboarding off that um off that reel and then all of a sudden just explodes into a million pieces because he actually crashed and burned. <laughs> I love that. Oh <laughs> sweet. I want to read the comics. I never read the comics or anything like that. That's something oh, that really? I really want to dive into. Yeah, I only saw the movie, but the movie is really good. I also like the scenes where Scott is actually having ADD and uh, it goes into his brain about how fast his ADD actually is. And he doesn't even realize he's even acting on his ADD Mm -hmm. at all either. And then I also like the uh, other part where he orders something and Mona just shows up randomly, but I'm gonna let you go on ahead and talk about some of your favorite scenes, Sean, because I know you like this movie too. Yeah. So this was my number one. I absolutely love this movie. There is not a movie out that can take the comic book and turn it into a film so perfectly to where, like, because there's definitely, like, you'll, you'll see different storylines from different comic books, 
And when they do the movies on it, like Civil War and stuff, like the poster behind you, Charlie, like yeah. they, they do an okay job when you read in the comic and then go into the movies. Yeah. But I know Brian Lee O'Malley, he's the one who wrote the comic, worked, he was on set, I believe, every day with Edgar Wright as they were working on the film. And it's just, it's a perfect comic adaptation. If you like video games, like you said, if you like comic books, especially if you're like one of those gamers from like the Nintendo, Super Nintendo era, there are so many like little Easter eggs in this movie for you. Um, good cast. And another reason why this movie is so good, even though you don't like it, Charlie, is that I hate Michael Sierra. I, I don't like oh, I anything that, he's in. And when he's I found out he was in this movie, I was like, shit. I was like, this movie is going to suck. Like, I was so, like, upset. And then I saw it, and I was like, Michael Sarah's awesome. He's awesome in this movie. He's awesome in this, and this is the end. Those are the only two movies he's good at. I don't know. I, I like Superbad. He's only in it for, like, five minutes. Superbad? He, he, okay. he was a whiny little bitch, that movie. Um, the other one that he's good at is when he tur- when it's his evil side is in Youth and Revolt. That came out in 2010 as well. Oh, yeah, like, that. that 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 part had some funny moments in it. Again, um, I can go into when I, I said this is not a least favorite. I had this as a dishonorable mention, so it's a step up. But it's just, I guess I was expecting a lot from it because I didn't know what we're going into. Like we were planning that weekend to do a double feature, Sean. Like you, Tim, and I, and a bunch of us were about to do this Scott Pilgrim, and then the Expendables, <laughs> and. Right. That, that was all that one week, and then it was like, nah. And then we did a, then then we got found out uh, Apex got it, and that's when we did a sneak for it. Yeah, I think Tim walked out on that sneak because he didn't like it. What? Yeah, I love I love the I love the movie. It's really funny, like the scene like where he orders something on Amazon, and he literally just sits at the door waiting for it. And Wallace is like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I just ordered a package." It's like, dude, it's gonna be a few days, and he just walks off. And then just Wallace in general, his roommate is just awesome where he like comes home he's like guess who's drunk and just flings the keys at his face and like because scott has no money they just sleep in the same bed and then wallace he's a bit of a slut so he has other a bunch of his boyfriends come over too so then it's like four guys in the bed at one time and it's just i don't know it's really funny it's just anna kendrick was his sister um yeah Kendrick played the sister um there's a lot of pretty big i I think the vegan police should have been nick frost and simon pick that's who the vegan police should have been. That would have been awesome. That would have been funny. But but yeah, it's really good. I love this movie. I have it on Blu-ray. I bought it the first day it came out. Saw it as soon as I could with the the sneak at Apex. I yeah. stood when the last comic came out. Uh, me and my brother and his girlfriend, um, we went to a midnight premiere just to get the comic. So <laughs> all about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And... Another thing I want to actually mention about Scott Pilgrim, though, I, I feel like Michael Sarah actually played a perfect person that was actually awkward. You know, yeah. it shows. Yeah, this actually fit the bill for him. And don't get me wrong, he's awkward in every movie, and it seems like he plays the same character in every movie. But with this one, it felt like he he was actually acting rather than playing himself. Mm-hmm. It actually showed that he can actually play Scott Pilgrim, where he's actually this awkward kind of guy, but also can actually pull in some girls, though, too, at the same time. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. Also, the soundtrack is great, too. Yeah. For this movie. And they have so. a video game adaptation that's really good, too. I think they're re releasing it. Um, if you like those, uh, like Turtles in Time video games, the side okay. scrolling 
beat em ups. <laughs> Let's see. So, Charlie, what do you have? My number seven. I have the yep. other guys. Will Ferrell, okay, Mark Wahlberg. Terrible. <laughs> I, I I saw this. I um I saw this with my brother and my sister. We watched this the night before, like like a couple hours before. I went to the sneak for uh, Scott Pilgrim. So it was uh, that I saw this at a uh, run of mills. This was funny. I mean, this is seeing Mark Wahlberg as a comedic world, and it's like he, it's like him and Mark Wahlberg, and then um Will Ferrell just add. I'm like, and then they're just this. It was it overall funny. It is sad. The Rock and Sam Jackson as the two super cops. I'm like, we're gonna what are we gonna do? Aim for the bushes, and he's here. The, and then here, the narrator is like, "I don't know. That shit was crazy. There wasn't a bush in the sight for miles." Is <laughs> <laughs> it? Is like, I'm a, and then there was just Mark Wahlberg just being funny. Like, um, like he only he learned ballet just so he can like make fun of the other kids for doing it. It's just this is how the, the chemistry between Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg was just funny. And then a lot of the some of the action sequences are pretty cool. Like. Mark Wahlberg challenge was in John Woo by jumping backwards on a, on a glass table of two pistols or whatever. It's just, and like, where do you learn to drive like that? Grand Theft Auto. And then, uh, and then finding out Will Ferrell's character used to be a pimp. And he's like, his name is Gator. And then like, and then he's, and he, like, and how he, all the hot, he's like the um, kind of like the ugliest guy. And his wife is the Eva Mendes. <laughs> or it's like uh, all these hot, it's like, you're never going to believe who I lost my virginity to. Heather Locklear, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> and it's like, and, and the this the whole gimmick of like Mark Wahlberg's character, like how he's infamous, like he's known for shooting a um he um he um he shot Derek Jeter because he thought he was like he was guarding that and he shot he should have shot a rod <laughs> and then it's just this movie was funny and Michael Keaton was hilarious as the police captain like him working two jobs at Bed Bath and Beyond I'm like all right we got a serial murder. Oh, sorry, that's my other job. But if you live in the district, you need to be careful because of the murder over there. <laughs> and then, like, what do you see? I'm like, come on, Cav, it's not funny anymore. You guys, and when you say creep, creep, you're quoting TLC. <laughs> right. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing and then, waterfalls. Uh... And then Rob, Rob Riggle and, uh, I think Damon Wayans were like was the other two cops, and they're like they're going they're they're at a school talk. I'm like, let's go for a ride along. All right, somebody pass me that gun. And he's like, it's just like, and then the girls like not sitting in the back seat with no seatbelt. I mean, this movie the movie is just funny. I just I this I just remember seeing this and enjoying it. And it's just seeing Wolf. I, I like Will Ferrell, and I thought he was perfect for this movie. And it's just. And then they kind of like they're really kind of like making fun of Pulp Fiction, like the two guys watching the car or whatever of like this. And then um, the Will Ferrell passing messages to the to the mom of Eva Mendez. I'm like, I really don't want to say this. It's really inappropriate. <laughs> like just to pass messages to each other. And then. But, yeah, I was like, I want to break your back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, remember that part. I just thought it was funny. Well Let's see. I I remember going to the theaters for it, and I didn't really care for it the first go round. But once I saw it again on Directv, I was like, I was laughing my ass off on it. I don't know what had anything to do with the crowd that I was with or anything like that with the audience or anything like that for me not to enjoy it as much. But I ended up laughing. I ended up having a good time just on my own without anybody in the theater or anything like that in the comfort of my own home. And my my other thing is like this: I'm a peacock captain. I need to fly. And then you know, there's also I gotta fly. Right. And then also too, I love this other scene where his girlfriend is actually a ballet dancer and yeah. and Mark Wahlberg walks in and goes, What are you doing? 
every single time I come here, you're just shaking your ass for dollars. <laughs> and he's acting like that the ballet place is a strip club. And yeah. he goes, look, is, is it my, is it, is it me? I promise I'll work on it. I'll do something better. You want me to dance? I'll dance. I'll dance. And he goes on ahead and he danced like a, a ball, a ballerina and everything, a ballet yeah. dancer. It's just hilarious. And then I also like the other yeah. part where they're actually investigating the suspect. And he goes, hey, have you guys seen Jersey Boys? And so he goes on ahead, gives him concert tickets to go see Jersey Boys. And then Will Ferrell goes, shit on a stick. They got us again, didn't they? Yeah, he did. Water. Yeah, <laughs> Steve and then there was also the hockey game it's too. Not a bribe. It's not a bribe. Yeah, it is. Right. You're telling us you're paying us off not to do our jobs. It's not a bribe. <laughs> no, it's not. Here's some hockey tickets. And then all of a sudden they're having a good time. And then Will Ferrell looks at Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg looks at him and goes, "Well, shit, he got us again, didn't he?" He goes, "Yep, they got us again." <laughs> goes back. Goes, look, we're not falling then- for any more of your shit. Anymore. No. You're a suspect. We're investigating you. We don't want no more of your fucking spe- um, sparkling water anymore with the lemon on top. We don't yeah. care. We are going to take you in. Just I got Nick's tickets. <laughs> so <laughs> they take the Nick's tickets. Yeah. And then him so, getting him losing his gun to get the wooden gun. And then losing uh, your wooden gun got stolen. So we got to give you a, a rape whistle. And then they stole the weight for us. <laughs> it's like him losing it his guns. Like, what? I was told, I, we were told to do desk pop. I, so he shoots his gun at, at, at work. <laughs> <laughs> then don't forget the uh, Prius, though, too. That's also another thing that's oh, yeah. actually funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dirty Mike fun. and the boys. Dirty Mike and the boys. We're going to have sex in your Prius. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's Adam McKay. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was just a funny movie. It was. It definitely was. It's one of those movies that I can actually pop on for background noise sometimes, and I'll just watch it. It's funny yeah. as anything. I'll have to rewatch yeah. it. Like, I, I remember when you were talking about him turning into, like, his pimp attitude. Yeah. And then Dwayne and... Uh, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson jumping off the building. <laughs> like, those are the only two things that I remember from it. Like and then, or like when he tells when he gets his gun back from the captain's like Gator needs his god back you punk ass bitch and he's he's hands over his gun like this it's like not so he's on the phone his hands away the gun and he got poison ivy in the uh in, in his dick too <laughs> so that's where he met that's where he met met Evan Mendez as, was the was his nurse or whatever. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna kick it back over to Sean. What was yours? Number seven, I have The Kids Are All Right. Um, it's with uh, Julian Moore, Annette Benin, I think. Benning and, or something. Uh, yeah, Benning and Mark Ruffalo. Um, it's about uh, a couple, a uh, lesbian couple, and they use the same sperm donor to have kids. And the kids want to meet their biological father, enters Mark Ruffalo. And it's kind of just like, you, you don't really see this take very often i honestly i can't think of another movie really like it to where it's like this this family dynamic um it's pretty funny um has some touching moments but it's just something different i'm always looking for something new that has like a different story to it um something that's not just not redone or remade and i think it's it's pretty good 
Okay, I haven't seen that one, so I'm gonna have to put that one on my list too. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's another like indie movie. If you if you like those awkward those awkward laughs, because that's what's more more of what it is. It's not like your physical comedy or anything. It's just like little one liners here and there. What's uh, that called? Uh, it's called The Kids Are All Right. It's on Peacock okay. for free. If okay. you guys are interested in. I have I have the Peacock Network. I got it from uh from my Xfinity um mm-hmm. TV. I have that program. So um, yeah. okay, I do too. I think 2010 had a yeah. lot of Oscar movies, and I think that was one of them. Yeah, it might have been nominated for screenplay. I can't remember yeah. though. Um, um, but like I said, I'm always looking. Like I like those indie movies. I like the different stories, not just like remakes of books and stuff. So I try yeah. to always look for something kind of special. I remember this sticking out to me when uh, Melissa and I watched it. So okay. Put it on the list. Okay. So my number seven, I actually have Ben Affleck's movie, The Town. Oh, I have that much higher. And this is actually one of my favorite movies to watch. I love heist movies. I love things that have to do with bank robbing and things like that. And yeah, it's a love story, but underneath the love story and everything, it goes under manipulation about how he's manipulating this one girl and he falls in love with her during this bank heist and everything. But, you know, it goes to show that, you know, that people are not who they are underneath. There's something more to them. But I also like the fact with Jeremy Renner's character and things like that about the level of acting he did. And his Boston accent is spot on and a lot better than Ben Affleck's uh, Boston accent. And the reason for that is, is because of the fact that Jeremy Renner actually spent time in prison with the uh, with the other criminals and everything. So the way he can get that Boston accent down hmm. to it, onto a T and it works. Um, I also liked the different costumes that they actually had to use when they were robbing the bank. You actually have the nun outfits. You have the skull outfits. Yeah. You also have this FBI agent that's actually trying to investigate them. And they're Don't thinking... Trigger. Yep. As a matter of fact, that part of uh, matter of fact, that's well, that was actually true about uh, the, the south end of Boston and everything being the Irish part of the town and everything, mm-hmm. and that's actually where it actually takes place is in Southie. And I definitely have to say that they actually got everything to a T on that. And they're also investigating in that part of the town because that's actually where Ben Affleck's characters are from. And things like that. I thought it was really good. I like the investigations. I love when they're trying to paste things to get, put things together. And you know, it's an all-around good action flick, and also too a slow burn type of film too. If you actually mm-hmm. think about. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, this I had this much higher on my list. This was my number three of the year. Um, I just this movie was just so good. I saw this was a, a sneak. I went to. I saw, like I watched this one. It was like first I saw church. Like okay, this might be kind of cool. And then. I think one of the trailers had uh, one of Eminem's songs to it. I'm like, oh, that fit well with the trailer. I'm like, okay, I, I got to watch this movie. And I thought like Blake Lively was great in it as the uh, as the like, um, I think uh, Jeremy Renner's sister or whatever that or whatever she yeah shows. So you you didn't recognize her that much. Um, this definitely had a heat vibe to it. Mm-hmm. This definitely mm-hmm. felt like heatish. Um, because I, I I personally like this better than Heat. Um, but that like I that that was just me because I think it just it just got that vibe to it like you know like this everything about it but it was it was entertaining that when them Robin the, everything was cool and then that final the big big thing down at the uh 
down at the uh, the baseball stadium. I thought that whole sequence was cool and how uh, Ben Affleck's character doesn't kill people until like right. until he finds out what really happened to like like how like the his own his like his boss has set him up. I'm like, hey, somebody's hurt, and he just kills the guy, and then, or and then he shoots <laughs> Pete Possibly. He's like, tell my mother I said hi, and he shoots the guy in the he shoots the Pete Possibly character in the dick countless times. I'm like, damn Ben Affleck. <laughs> Man. He was definitely edgy, I mean, edgy on that. He was, yeah, he was like, the whole movie was good. It was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Anytime it's on, I'm like, I watch it. It's just, it's just, it's just entertaining. And that, 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 and this came out in September too. And this was like a pretty big hit yeah. for Ben Affleck. Yeah, I really liked it too. I, I liked the story. I thought it was good. The acting was really good. Um, kept me interested. Anytime yeah. you can lose yourself in a movie for two hours, I mean. Especially something of this is a slow burn, but it kept mm-hmm. you intrigued the whole way too. Like you want to know, right? Are they gonna get away with this stuff? Is Ben Affleck gonna live? Yeah. Um, like, and then, and then of course, Jeremy Renner going out like that, and like he didn't go out like 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 he went out with a fight. To be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Matter of fact, you know, you and I both talked about slow burn movies, Charlie, when it came down to the Little yeah. Things movie. And I yeah. don't mind slow burn movies as long as it actually leads to something and they let that tension go. Yeah. And yeah. in this movie, boy, do they let that tension go, especially in that Red Sox and Fenway Park and in that stadium yeah. and everything. And I was thinking to myself whenever they were planning this whole entire thing, I'm like, there's no way they can make this make it out of there <laughs> because of yeah. how big the security is. Yeah. And that's just me thinking realistically because I've actually been down that way. I've seen yeah. the security. I've seen the way it's actually laid out. And stuff like that. I'm like, there's no way that they can pull this off. Just the four of them. They need more guys than just the four of them to mm-hmm. actually pull that robbery yeah. off. But I definitely loved it. I definitely loved that scene and everything. It was really good. Talk about fighting Irish. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I thought Great it was movie. good. What's the scene where so, Ben comes in? He's like, do you want to go beat someone up? Or what does he say? And Oh, yeah. Um, Jimmy like, Renner's like, character is like, okay. right, I'm going to need your help. You can't explain why we're gonna do. It. All right, he's driving or something. <laughs> I, think, I think it was something of that nature, and they go beat up the uh, the Claire's ex boyfriends or whatever or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, who's driving? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, I need your help. I can't explain why. I just need you to help me. And he goes, Yeah, I just want to know what car I'll be taking. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. I think it was that. Yeah. And I actually made a meme of that where it was actually the Batmobile from Batman versus Superman. Oh, really? So, yeah, I actually. I'm taking that one. So, so <laughs> I thought that movie was really good. Yeah. So, Charlie, I'm going to kick it back over to you for your number seven. Uh, my number six is. Yeah, um, yeah, number six. It's a kid movie, but it's a great one. Despicable Me. I love this movie. This the one Steve Carell, the Minions. I'm like, when I heard a movie came out, I'm like, okay. Um, and it, when Apex, we had it at Apex, and um, Ashton and Ryan Sickle, they 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 go in their breaks and like watch the sequence. So I went in with them and watched this one sequence. I'm like, all right, I gotta watch this movie because <laughs> the the sequences had me laughing my ass off. It was like I don't like kid movies. This was ex- the exception. I mean, yeah, uh, Steve Carell was per- hilarious as Gru. The minions are the best part, but then you had uh, Jason Siegel play Vector, and all he does is like, oh, "My name's Vector." Oh yeah, and he's doing pelvic thrust the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's just the minions were so funny. Like it's like there, there are so many of them. Like the names, how the, each one's got names, like Kevin, Dave, 
not cool. Like he's he, they're celebrating they're gonna rob something. He shoots a rocket launcher and blows all of them up. And then how does they're fine? And I'm like, Dave, not cool. Or or like they're like we're, we're, and then the, the little girls are so cool too. But when Gru's going in to meet with Miss Hattie, who's voiced by Kristen Wiig, um, she's like they're they're typing up his his bio on the fly, and then they're like picking, okay, what is the next one? And then eventually they start fighting each other on the keyboard, and then so the one meaning grabs the other and smacks his face on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was just, like, like I said, I was like, I watched this. This was hilarious. And they get funnier as they progress. I mean, the, the my favorite one is the third one that just came out like uh, in 2017. Cause you mm -hmm. had Trey Parker, who I've known for very known from South, South Park. Park. He voiced yeah. a character called Balthazar Brat, and he's like an 80, he's like a former child star, and he's got the whole Michael Jackson like jumpsuit. He's got the 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 black hair and he's moonwalking all the time blowing bubbles i'm like oh and he's like and he's like and he's like it's like it it's definitely him because he sounds <laughs> a lot like randy marsh in, the, in that mm -hmm. movie it's like that one's hilarious like and they're having okay we need to have a dance fight so the two of them are like, have the dance fight it's just these movies are just hysterical and it's just they're mindless i mean our or his group punch like walking in slow motion to save the girls like nonchalant punching the shark what he just punched my shark. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just hysterical. I was like, I did, I have them in 4K. These these movies are yeah. just great. And then the the, the <laughs> second one was hilarious. There's uh Kristen more Kristen Wiig as um as Lucy, and she's like like I mean like when you first meet her like lipstick taser, and then it's like and it's, it's just random like God I hate that chicken or this it's just so random. But the minions are the best part. <laughs> That's why it's my number six. <laughs> they do a Minions movie. They did, and then and there's and there's a sequel. Okay. So the, the Minions is a the Minions movie was a prequel to the very first Despicable Me. And at the end of that first one, you see a young Gru with his freeze ray, and he's mm -hmm. a kid Gru. So the so the Minions are like yay! So the sequel that was supposed to be out last summer in 2020 comes out in 2021 it's the rise of Gru, and you see and it, it looks hysterical it's like Gru's trying to steal something and he finally steals it so the minion trades the thing he stole for for um tickets to something you trade my thing yeah <laughs> but it's like is it yeah there there's a sequel minion called the rise of Gru, and he's like yeah and it's it looks hysterical <laughs> mm. yes yeah, remember i saw it in theaters but I don't know. It just it just it didn't grab me. Like it was fine, I guess, but yeah, I just never I got just remember it. Watching like parts of it during my breaks, like going in with Ashton and Ryan, watching watching part of it, and I'm like, okay, I'm sold on this movie because <laughs> they're like, dude, man, this movie's awesome. Like it's one of those things to where like I, I do enjoy kids movies, yeah, but I wonder sure. if it's because from working at the theater. And just knowing how busy it is, if I'm yeah. just like, I fucking hate kids' movies. Like, oh, I, I, that yeah, one, I, I just remember that one being so busy. And I don't yeah. know if that, like, dampered my perspective on it. But Oh, I, I absolutely hate I kid know. movies. <laughs> I absolutely hate kid movies. Oh, I, I, watch, them, kid. I watch them occasionally. <laughs> they look like they might be interesting. Like, the Shrek movies are not kid. I, I, like, they're PG, but they're for more adults. Mm. Like, it depends on the kid movie. If it's something like, oh, no, I'm not watching. Like, like me, I'm a huge SpongeBob fan. I'm looking forward to a new SpongeBob movie. Because it's a, it's a, SpongeBob's got that s adult humor in it. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch this new one. I mean, and then, like, like I said, SpongeBob for me is like, 
like it's just funnier now as an adult because I'm like I get a lot of the references in it now. But mm -hmm. like it depends on the kid movie. If it's like something like that, I'm like, no, oh, that's stupid. But like I said, I always hate working when we had kid movies because they would be the worst. But um, but it, it depends on the movie. But this week with me just hit me and it was just so, it was just funny, mm -hmm. and, and that's why okay. it's my number six. Yeah, for me, it didn't really grab me. I love kid movies. It just didn't connect with me or anything like that. But, you know, everybody's taste and stuff is different yeah. and things like yeah. that when it comes to the humor and things like that. For me, I, it just didn't click. I mean, I wanted to like it and stuff like that. But I think if I go back and revisit it now, I might actually like it. It's just that I haven't seen it since it was released in 2010. So it might actually yeah. have inked well and everything to the point where I'm like, okay, I have, haven't seen it in such a long time. Let me go back and do a revisit, a rewatch, and see if I would actually like it. I mean, yep, and then so. let's show it to the kids to see if yeah. maybe I'll watch it with the kids sometime in the upcoming Russell, week. And, then, and you don't even recognize Russell Brand voices uh, the old, the 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 old uh, the old C, uh, um, I think his partner, his old uh, the, he's an elderly guy, yeah. and you don't hear. And it's Russell Brand, uh, <laughs> and then. Julie Andrews plays as his mom, and she like absolutely hates Gru, like bashing him every second she gets. Mm. <laughs> and she loves the kids though. And then, like I said, this this the sequels are a lot like are funnier too. They're mm -hmm. all they're all funny, but I think the third one for me is when Gru and Drew both are uh, Drew uh, Gru's long lost brother, voiced by Steve Carell, so they both voice the same character. Um, but what really I was psyched for the third one mainly is because of Trey Parker, because I love South Park and his movies okay. he directs are hysterical. And he's just got that that niche for me. And he, he absolutely was perfect. He's like definitely he, he's a South Park guy in that movie. <laughs> All right. Um, my number six, I have The Expendables. That's my number four. Um. Really good, just action movie. If you like action yeah. movies, I mean, this is where it's at. It has a all star cast. Um, so I watch a lot of anime, and there's something called fan service, mm -hmm. to where it's just lewd shots of different female animal anime characters. Mm -hmm. It's like if you ever seen Food Wars, they eat the food, their clothes pop off. That's fan service. <laughs> what I'm getting at is the Expendables is fan service for action buffs. Yeah, so where big explosions, big guns. Everyone gets their uh, their little scene to that makes them shine. Um, yeah. But yeah, really good. I'm sure you guys probably enjoyed this movie as well. Um, I know Charlie and I watched this together. Um, we, we got a good really like good. we uh, some his cool history on that. I was like when I when I first heard of this movie, I was like because you and I were like we were like good buds at the time, and I because we found out we we're huge Stallone fans. You, me, and Tim we were huge Stallone fans when we found out Stallone, Jason Statham, and Jet Li all in the same movie. We were immediately sold yeah, in. Let's go. And we watched, right. yeah, because and, and then um we were like because we knew Apex wasn't going to get this movie because because we like because we typically don't get that type of movie, and we were like so we we like so you and Tim were upstairs and you're telling me all right mandate. We all write mandates for like, because this is the first movie I saw outside of work with you guys was this movie. We went to Annapolis to see it and we were making predictions. What we, and it was, um, it was a good bunch of us. I think it was, um, I think Jeremy, Logan, Tim, Shane, you, myself, there might've been somebody else. I can't remember. It was a big bunch of us. I'll, I'll go and we're predicting. What did we expect to see happen in this movie? I said Jet Li snapping some guy's neck with his legs. 
he did that. <laughs> and then, yeah, and that was like there's like this this nonchalant because Jet Li was just awesome in that movie. And then Jason Statham, of course, I was a huge fan of his. But the sequence mm-hmm. where he beats up all the basketball guys, I mean, like, and then he deflates the basketball. I was like, I'll deflate your balls, friend, next time I come <laughs> back. But it's just this was maybe was just so good. Um, it's just it's definitely fan service. And Dolph seeing Dolph longer, I'm like, um, warning shot. Well, aimed a little low, and he just blew the whole guy's body off with the, with the grenade launcher. And then this, the brief appearance by uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, so the, to the two, uh, Schwarzenegger and Stallone are going off their little rivalry. I'm like, uh, I mean, and, then, and then I think your favorite line was, you two aren't going to start sucking each other's dick, are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we were laughing at this. And I was like, all right, let's get down. Let's stop. Let's get down to business or whatever. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm in a church, so you call me Mr. Church. Um, <laughs> it's just like this, it's just from like the, the action sequences, they were shot great in this movie. I mean, like from the, yeah. the car chase sequence to the whole gimmick of I need more money because I'm smaller. I'm like, get out, like, get out there. Why? You're smaller. And, and this Jet Li just randomly has a machine gun, pulls it out and starts shooting the two cars that set them for the ambush. I mean, but the biggest sequence was the sequence where they take out the entire army. I mean, those four men, uh, like four guys, take out an entire army. I'm like, there's no way this realistically can happen. But th- th- but these guys are just so good. And then Terry Crews with the the with the, the the double A shotgun. I'm like, you guys better remember this shit at Christmas. It's like, <laughs> damn, that thing's loud. Um, Stallone actually broke his back in that movie. Um, film in that movie it was the sequence where he's fighting steve austin and steve austin kind of spears him into the back and mm-hmm. then and then stallone's like sitting there like like that that's where he broke his back oh really yeah, yeah. like he, like that he had, he had to have like a metal like something on his spine because he he broke something from that from shooting that sequence and that was the sequence that they kind of kept in there where him kind of looking kind of like woozy or whatever is that sequence where he broke his back was that early in production I'm not sure. I don't know the full details of that, but I remember that he broke his back on that. But, but yeah, I had that as my number four. I mean, I thought like, I mean, I had to have that movie in there. It's just, I, I remember it. And it was just so good. I'm like, or, and of course the, uh, the sequence where Stallone saves, uh, um, Stallone saves uh, Jason Statham after he shoots him at the top of the head. I'm like, what? You could have killed me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Statham was hilarious in this movie. He was like very like Jason Statham, um, and he's like he's like using knives or like shooting. He's like shooting guns and then using the knives or whatever. He didn't do much of the hand to hand combat uh, besides beating up the, the the basketball players. But this movie was just awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I remember going to the movie theater and seeing it. Yeah, um, the cool thing. thing. Yeah, the cool thing, because like the, the the hype for this movie was huge. Because earlier on, it looked like oh, this movie's coming out. It was very low hype. This movie's not going to do well. And then some guy created a fake tr- fan trailer, and it was like it had the MPA logo, and it's just telling people why we need to see this movie in theaters. Because like we need to see this movie in theaters because and then because like, we that's what we need wow. to do. Because if this movie loses to Julia Roberts' Eat, Pray, Love in the in the box office, we don't deserve to be men or whatever. It's just getting you hyped for it. And this movie made over 100, uh, 100 I think it was $117 million opening weekend for an R-rated movie. This movie dominated the box office. It's like, it's like, yup, 
yeah. which was really cool to see. And again, that's it was what the made me team excited though. Yeah. That's what made me excited, though, was seeing, you know, Arnold in this. Well, not Arnold, because he was actually governor during that time, but just getting excited because. Like right. But I liked seeing Bruce Willis. I liked seeing uh, Sylvester Stallone. I liked seeing all of our old action buddies in this film together and everything yeah. for the very first time, because that's actually what you're anticipated for is that Jet Li being in it, Jason Statham being in it and things like that. That's actually what I went to go and see the movie for and it's just one of those fun action movies that you could just pop some popcorn in your mouth and have a good time and not have to worry about anything and it's just a fun good time with your buddies and just watching this film yeah Yeah. i mean it's just yeah i mean this is just it was just a great movie um that's why it's my number four and And that's what we did we got a bunch of guys together we went and saw and And a lot of people that we would that would be at apex i saw in the theater that day we went to go see it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Let's it's see. like, and then that, it's like, and then just getting all these guys in it to be in it, like Schwarzenegger for five minutes, Stallone, Schwarzenegger in the same movie. I mean, I'm, I'm in. I mean, yeah. I was in with Jason Statham and Jet Li, and it was with Stallone. I mean, I was sold. And it's again, it was in the year of the team-based action movies, the A Team, right. the Loser, this movie. I mean, it was just the epitome <laughs> of 2010. It was the big act, like squad-based action movies, and it was. Right. It did what it had to do. <laughs> what about you, John? Okay, so for my number six, I actually have the Book of Eli with Denzel Washington in it. It's an and the reason why the reason why I like this movie, I like I like apocalyptic type of style movies. It kind of has that Mad Max kind of flavor to it. We don't kind of don't know what's going on in this film or what it's about just yet at the very beginning. And then he goes into this little, it's kind of like a Western film set in, the, in an apocalyptic kind of world, if you actually think about it, especially when he goes into the mm-hmm. saloon, when Denzel Washington goes into the saloon, and then he's uh, got his, he also has an old time iPod as well, that's really out of date, and he only listens to select songs and things like that, but he goes in the saloon at, asking for something, and then all of a sudden he has this machete. Next thing you know, he starts cutting people up with the machete. The stunt work was really good, and then once you get into the uh, twist at the end, that's just completely mind-blowing because you don't expect it, it was really good. Yeah. It made it, it made the action scene like I said. This is an honorable mention for me, so I can go into more when we get into that. But the action sequences were just awesome in this. Like I mean, especially that twist at the end when you realize, and I'm like, holy crap! He was able to do all of this. He's like Daredevil, Damn. but in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, it sets. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, he, like you know, those guys in the bar, like nonchalant, and then it's like, and then. I mean, had like Gary Oldman was perfect as the villain in this, and then you had uh, a kind of young Mila Kunis in this as well. Um, True, but yeah, this this was a good movie. I remember going in and like watching like clips of the. I didn't see this in theaters. I watched it on DVD, but I remember Apex had it. It came out yeah. like in February, and I was like, I went in once, like went in during one of my breaks and watched the sequence of it, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was really intense. Um, I'd liked the cinematography on it. Like I thought it was shot really cool. Yeah. Just like the colors and everything. Um, Denzel, of course, great actor. So um, yeah, it was really good. Remind me, I'll steal this. When my friend said this before, or we we're talking about movies from 2010 that remind me of fallout. Like if you ever played yeah. those fallout games, right? It does remind you of fallout. So being a big gamer, like anything 
that I can relate to that makes me more invested into it. So, yeah, really good movie. I liked it a lot. All right. So now we're moving into our number five. All right. My number five is the the raunchy comedy Hot Tub Time Machine. This movie <laughs> is awesome. This is this it was this one of those movies that, like I saw it, it came over during my spring break and my dad was like we were telling him about it. He's like, oh, this might be kind of cool. But once he found out his like my dad was a huge John Cusack fan. He loves doesn't John do a bad movie. <laughs> no. Once he found out John Cusack was in this movie, he was like, all right, we're going to go see this. So we saw in the theater, this movie is hysterical. Like it had like, it's, it's, it's a par- kind of parody of all of the old back to the future kind of movies that are than that. But this movie is hysterical from the get go. Like you just know, like all the people in it. I'm like this from the, the chemistry between Rob, Dor- uh, this, everybody is like, and that, especially when they go back in time, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, you were going back to the hotel. I'm like, Oh man, this hotel sucks. And you see uh, Biff as the guy, and he's like, he lost an arm, and we don't know how he lost the arm. He's just very grumpy. And then you and you go in and pull out the drawer, and it has the words "Adam sucks, cocks and ticks." It's like, and then and then and then they go into the hot tub. Like, hey, come on, man! We're like, uh, or like this Rob Cordy just going. It's like, yeah, I want prostitutes to come to hang out with us. Um, I'm paraphrasing there because I'm not saying the quote because it's pretty bad. But and then then they go to hot tub. Come on, man! It's called male Bonnie. Have you not seen wild like um wild hogs? And then and then this the this the, the quotes like Great White Buffalo. What are you guys doing? Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. And then <laughs> when they go back in time and see themselves and Chevy Chase, it's just seeing see their younger selves having to do this stuff like billy zabka from the karate kid was in this movie he played the uh the the douchey rich guy that was bending them all it's like well man you don't know the future um but the funniest part is the will that will will it happen won't happen is when you see the bellhop biff like all right he's in these very precarious positions ah his arm's stuck in the elevator uh, 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 is this the part where he's going to lose the arm? Is this where he's going to lose the arm? I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah here that. we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, damn it, man. This keeps happening. I'm going to have to cut it off myself. <laughs> I mean, and then, um, and then the, the guy that's given Rob Corgi a lot of shit is Bucky from the Winter Soul, like from uh, from Captain America, like Sebastian Stan. He's like, come on. And then, it's, uh, the, and then, this the twist when he find out that Rob Corgi was the father of, um, of, uh, Clark Duke's character. Oh my god, I'm Adam's father. And it, it's like he has to do Adam's sister to do it. I'm like, sure, it would Oh, it's everywhere. And then remember like, when uh remember also too, whenever he uh I forgot the other guy, but he has to call the girl uh his wife up at an early age. You're peeping Donnie, man. Like you say, 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 um, she's my, f- I, I'm her father. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go beep yourself, man. <laughs> or like, and it's just like, and then it's just, um, this, and then, um, Lizzie Chaplin, like, uh, Kaplan was the, was the, uh, was the uh, the second love interest to Adam because he because the, the Great White Buffalo was into like oh it's poison I love poison and like <laughs> yeah well um, and then he's like oh yep and then they have to do like everything in order like the butterfly effect if you change something in the future like past affects your future like yep you got to break up with her I'm like yeah I'm like yeah you get fat you little bitch she's like I don't get fat and she stabs him in the eye and he's like I'm gonna take some shrooms man and then it's like and then the irony is how he loses the arm. 
was a car hits it. The most trivial thing. That's how he loses the arm. And then, and then of course, Rob Corddry, like, it's like, and then the squirrel is like, oh, look, a squirrel. And then he just pukes on the squirrel. And then the squirrel comes back at him, like, oh, yep, it's the drive. This is the John Elway drive. He's going to score the touchdown. What? What is the squirrel doing down there? What are you talking about? And the squirrel ruins the game. <laughs> and then the, the, the funniest part for me is what he, when, when, um, um, Lou goes back and changes time. He he changes. He he comes up with Google, calls it Lugal. I'm like, we could print out some Lugal maps for you. It's like, oh man, like, like, and like, yeah, I went back and changed the time. And like, so what? Second question, do I give a fuck? No. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, I'm just bummed that the band got broken up. What band? He was a big Montley Crew fan, so he changed it to Montley Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him perform this movie is hysterical i mean it's just it's just one of those classic like and it's just a different take on the 90s thing it's like yeah. like it's like what color is michael jackson he's black ah! <laughs> this was just a funny movie and it's just like something i remember the sequel sucked this movie is just yeah, hilarious though and it, it had to be my number five because I, I anytime this movie's on i'm watching it because it's just so funny Yeah, I remember seeing it. We I remember renting it, but I enjoyed it. But I don't really remember anything like super vivid from it. Yeah, I, I just this movie was just quotable, and we showed this to my uncle, and my uncle was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just remember my my dad, my brother, and I went to see. We saw it over the uh, Easter not spring break for me um, from uh, high school, and it's like we watched this, this, and we just loved this movie. It was just so funny. Mm-hmm. Great cast, right. though. Uh, for my number five, I have How to Train Your Dragon. I really like this movie. Um, it's about a boy who, I guess, they live on this mountain and they capture dragons and they train them to ride them and stuff. And um, her no. I'm, that's not how it is. It's they fight. <laughs> they, they capture them and they fight them. That's what it is. That's how the other ones are. It's like two and three. Right. I was like, I was jumping ahead of the series because the series is so good. Um, but yeah, the first one, it's they attack dragons, but Hiccup, they end up wounding one, which is like the Night Fury, which is the uh, the strongest of the dragons. And um, he ends up befriending it, trains it, and then that brings on a whole thing to where everyone from the village has their own pet dragon now. Um, really good kids movie. I think it's good for adults too. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's really fun. Just a good time for all ages. And yeah, I would definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. But I think it's kind of hard not to. Have you guys seen that movie? I have not. Same. I know King Late oh, really? Night is I know Gerard yeah. Butler is the voice his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gerard Butler's the dad. Um I forget the actor's name, but he's Dave in Rochelle. Yeah. Rochelle. He's the main guy. Um Jonah Hill, is he in it? He might play so. one he no, might play one of the side characters. It's either him or it's McLovin. If I'm not mistaken. What was that? I think he did play one of the voices in it, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, It's a good series. I think there's like three or four of them. Um, I think yeah, three right now. I haven't heard about a fourth yet. Probably will. It's it's really (laughs) dope. I would check it out if you like dragons or like kids movies. (laughs) 
So let's see here. I actually had the other guys as my number five, so that skips me. So then I guess your number fours. Okay. Um, my number four, my four, three, and two. Like, well, I'll get to two, like, because we already mentioned the losers, but I'll go more in depth in that for number two. But my number four movie was The Expendables, and I already talked a lot about that. It was just a great movie. And then my number three was The Town. Okay, Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, number four, I had The Losers. So I can go to three. I had uh, another kid's movie, Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. I grew up with Toy Story. Like, I was like at that right age when the first one came out. So the third one, it picks up with Andy. His toys get donated to a a daycare, and um, yep. the toys have to deal with that. And they're trying they're trying to find their way back to Andy. Um, really good. If to me, if there's two parts in the end, there's at the climax and at the very end. That if you do not tear up, I feel like you're dead inside. Because, <laughs> I don't know. It tugged at my heartstrings to when the lights came on. I'm just like clearing, clearing my face off real quick to, to walk out of the theater as fast as I could. I noticed a lot of other adults were doing that as well. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it's really good. It's crazy how a movie that's been around since I was a kid and now I'm an adult and it still is relevant. Um, and it, yeah, it just takes you back. I mean, I know the ending. I think I've seen it. Um, for me, it takes a, like, like I said, like movies that I think would, would make you cry. I didn't, um, like mm. I'm not dead inside. Dead just, inside. Like, um, like I said, I was, I was close on a star when I saw a star is born. I was close. My mom and my sister were balling. Like I was close. Cause that movie hit your heartstrings. Uh, yeah. That ending that was in that, like you said, I don't like those type of movies. But like I said, once I kept seeing the chair, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. I saw this in the theaters, the star is born. I loved it. I thought I got robbed at the Oscars. Good soundtrack. Great. I mean, Bradley Cooper, like I said, for digesting here, this came out in 2018 uh, or 19, whatever. But Bradley Cooper t- took voicing lessons to do this. Like, he worked on this movie for years to like get his voice. That was anytime he sung, that was him. Yeah. And like I said, I thought he, he was great. Lady Gaga was fantastic in it. She should have won something. The movie should have gotten a lot more than what really won. But I really know the true story then because the mm-hmm. Vox DC reviewer I listened to, he was pissed at, mm-hmm. after how this, uh, how much hard work you put into this and it only get like best song. I mean, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, I, I, I know of Toy Story 3 and I, the, um, like I said, various movies I thought I would cry in and I just don't. Did you did you see the other Toy Stories, Charlie? Uh, yeah, I saw one and two and I watched four. Um, so you just skipped three? I haven't <laughs> seen, I, have, I don't get to three. Come I, on, watched, I watched four because of Duke Kaboom. That's why I watched it because of Keanu Reeves' character is the Canadian stunt devil. Kaboom. Like, <laughs> he was so hilarious. And of course, Key and Peele are fantastic as Ducky and Lucky. The, the two toys stuck at the, uh, uh, you got to win these. T- and then they're like, all right, we're going to attack the granny. Like, every single plan is them killing the granny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll have to watch three at some point. It's just. Yeah, I just mm. I've seen one and two. I saw the two in theaters with my dad and mm. then um with my brother mm. and then um then see three and I watched four at home. <laughs> Let's see, I watched three. I remember just watching it in my room instead because mm-hmm. I didn't get around to watching it in 
the theaters or anything like that. But I do remember tearing up at the end of the movie and everything because it pulls on your heartstrings about a boy that winds up becoming a child that's a child and then becoming a man and having to put away childish things so that adventure with your toys is no longer relevant anymore because you don't need them anymore. And then you're trying to pass those toys on to somebody else yeah. and have those, let your toys have those memories with someone else like you had. And you yeah. hope that that person will actually take good care of those toys like you did and have a good time on different adventures that you went on with those toys. So that was something that I thought that was that really tugged on my heartstrings and everything. I'm still saying that Charlie's a serial killer because he didn't cry during that movie or anything. <laughs> so, got so. Dexter over here. <laughs> Let's see. Tara, I don't know. How do you skip? I had a lot. I guess I Yeah, I get it. How can I skip three? I know, I know. I just, I don't know. At the time when this came out, I was had a lot of stuff on my mind. I don't remember. It's been, it's like, like I said, this movie came out ten years ago. I don't. I, I know I haven't seen it, but I know what the ending. I know what happens. I, I just got, I just haven't gone around to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a lot of stuff on my mind. <laughs> All right, so my number three, I'm actually going to go horror with this, and it's a movie called Devil. Oh, I've never seen it. I know the poster. I liked it. To be honest with you, I liked it because of the fact it's in a one-room set. It's where um, basically murders are actually happening in this elevator, and they believe that the devil is actually making someone kill somebody. Hmm. So you're actually speculating on who you think the devil is actually is and everything. And I like the fact that it's set in one area and it's set in an elevator. And I'm just a sucker for those type of movies. And that's why I like this movie is because of the fact it's set in one, one set. And also, too, while they're dealing with that stuff, the other people inside the office building are actually trying to get to the elevators to actually help these people stuck in the elevators. But also, too... They're actually diving into their past mm-hmm. and everything, too, on each character. You're actually knowing what those characters are, why those characters are actually being killed in that mm-hmm. um, elevator for. So you don't even know why the devil's even after some of them until they actually explain some of the background of it. And the plot twist at the end was really good. So that's why I really like the, de- uh, like the movie The Devil. I've definitely, I think I've seen parts of it. I've either have watched it or I've seen parts of it because I... I when you mentioned the elevator and the people dying one by one, I was like, okay, that does sound familiar. I remember the trailer. I think it was reminded during the Scott Pilgrim sneak when they showed the trailer and then I'm like, okay. And then you see the name written by M. Light Shyamalan. The whole audience were like, oh, <laughs> and I think, I think it was during the sneak. I think Katie walked in there. was like, Hey guys, you guys need to keep it quiet. <laughs> I think it was Brian. It was like, no, it was like Brian Ellison. It was like, boo. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> To be honest with that, he was like, going, he was going boo when he saw it in my channel. And I thought people were chanting, my, my dad was sitting there laughing because he thought that was hysterical. <laughs> it was during, I think it was the Scott Pilgrim sneak. It was because you know, this movie came out like after, came out in August or something or September. Because I remember it, I was like, I didn't want to watch it because I did not like M. Night Shyamalan. And it was like, I was like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a I chance, was, you know. I didn't really care know, for it. Right. It's fine, but no, I didn't really care for M. Night until, you know, recently. Like I said, I used to be a big fan of his, but Mm -hmm. once I saw this, I was like iffy with it, but at that same time, I'm like, this actually looks kind of good. 
So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my anticipation level at a medium so that way I'm not like really going into this film being negative. Mm-hmm. I mean being really yeah. positive with it. And I wound yeah. up liking it. So that's actually my number three. So what do you so guys have for your number two? Yep. All right. My number two oh Sean, go ahead. Oh no, sorry, I was writing down the devil. So okay. I can check it out. My number two is the losers. I just love this movie. We talked about it earlier, but everything about this movie was just awesome for me. It's like you got a great cast. Like the opening sequence was hilarious when they're playing like like the card game, and I'm like, all right, I and then they're all pulling their guns in there, and then he's like, and then like or or first starts out, you see the American flag, then you see Jensen like, I don't know if I want to do this, and he sees the two dinosaurs. Oh hey, the dinosaur was like, and he's like having them hump each other or whatever, and that's how you meet Chris Evans's character. That's how you knew what what his character was. And then they're playing the card game. They're all putting their guns in. And then you see um, Rogue come out with a knife. And he puts that down there. And he puts out another knife. All right, I'm going to raise, I'll raise you that. You don't want to do that. You're right. And then it's like, losers, let's go. And then, and that's when they, and then they storm the building. I'm like, hey guys, we're going to take on, hey, I guess we're doing 50 guys with AKs. <laughs> and then there's this Chris Evans was the highlight of the movie for me. His name is Je- like Jensen. And it's like the whole gimmick with, uh, the the petunias oh damn they're playing the marigolds these are marigolds some hard motherfuckers and shit and the plot twist in it when you find out that the girl wasn't who she says she is and then they show up and they're like they're all pointing their guns and he goes and then this the random dialogue or this the band between them like kind of sounds like a comic book it's like Mm -hmm. where's your gun jensen it's in the van what's it doing there i don't know just hanging out (laughs) and then and then he gets shot and it's like be easy cougar But it's just, this movie just for me is just I just love this movie. It's just this how like because I remember G four was around when this movie came out when the and it and the when the reviewers Chris Gore he always has um skip it rent it buy it he did the losers and he says buy it just how like and then it shows the sequence where Cougar shoots um um Wade on the motorcycle motorcycle goes crashing into the airplane airplane blows up Rogue gets blown up. And then, and then you see this, um, um, the, um, like, and you see, and you see the Colonel, like, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is standing there, like, fantastic. Um, <laughs> is this, and then, uh, and there's like all the one, like, just the randomness of like the Jason Patrick character, like, you're, you're not really going to shoot me. And he shoots him. Want to try that again? <laughs> I mean, I was really hoping they'd do a sequel because, because they, they, the comic goes on. And then yeah. the funniest part was the ending where he, they're actually at the game. I'm like you, who would bet back. money? Who, who would you get to bet money on this game? And then as Zoe sits down and raises her hand, um, this, this movie was just awesome. That's why I had to have it as my number two. Okay, yeah, it's really good. Um, my number two, I have Inception. Oh, okay, that's Crystal. actually my number one. So I'm gonna tag. It's on, awesome tag on one. With yeah, I mean, all star cast: Leonardo DiCaprio. Joseph Gordon Lovett, Elliot Page, Tom Hardy, Ken Wannabe, Cillian Murphy. Tom, I mean, yeah. awesome story where you go inside hey, people's heads <laughs> to try to convince them to do things. Shot really well. I mean, what's not to like about this movie? Nothing. This was our. First, this is my first employee sneak at Apex. Was this movie? <laughs> I I love this movie. This is my my number one. Um, I'll go I, when I go to one. I can focus on some more of it too. But I what the dish of it. This movie, like I said, I was like, I saw the first two trailers, kind of creep, uh, kind of weird. I'm like, okay, 
But once I watched the trailer number three for this, and then you like when you see, you get to learn more about the story, and then I think the trailer is like starts with him getting washed up on the beach, and you see him, and then it has the the music in the background by Hans Zimmer, and then like and then how it picks up. And he's like, he's like, and then like, oh, like the music picks up when he's like, my last, this last job, that's how I get there. That's how I get home. And it's just because the trailer doesn't show you everything, which was a fantastic because that's how Christopher Nolan does it. But once you watch this movie, you're so intense. I'm like, are they going to do this? And then, and then the ending, it's so like, it's like, it's so diversive. I'm like, is he a dream? Is he uh, that I mean, I was like, it was like we knew it was a good movie, Sean, because we were immediately talking about it after right. the movie. I'm like, I gotta, you right. say, I gotta take a listen to this movie. I mean, we're like, I don't know how many times I stayed after work to watch this movie. Like either during my breaks, I would go in and watch to see it. I mean, I went into this so many times. I mean, I love this movie. I mean, I've right, I've done. Um, again, I can go on more when it's my when we okay. talk about number one because there's some more stuff about it. But I just love this movie. Okay. Well, I'm going to go into more detail and everything, so that way you can just have the Thor and everything, Charlie, too. Um, but the reason why I love Inception, because I like the idea of a dream inside of a dream. You don't know if it's actually a dream or if it's actually real life. And stuff like that. You have Joseph Gordon-Lovitz. You have Tom Hardy in this movie. You have Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. You have an all-out cast in this movie, and Hans Zimmer doing the score for this is actually phenomenal. This is where Christopher Nolan actually shines whenever it comes down to his original work. And uh, my favorite score for this movie is actually a score called Time. And I've loved the whole entire collapsing of the buildings and stuff like that in this dream sequence and stuff like that. I really like that because we haven't seen that kind of style before. And it just goes to show you how wild our imagination can be whenever we're actually sleeping. And also, too, it goes to show the originality that Christopher Nolan actually has when it comes down to his own original line of work. And like I mm-hmm. said, the score for time is just phenomenal. I've, I've listened to it every single time I actually get a chance to on YouTube mm-hmm. just to actually have some relaxation because I like sco- listening to scores sometimes rather than podcasts and stuff like that when I'm going to sleep. And for me, that's actually one of my favorite things to actually listen to and also mm-hmm. as well as to watch. So... That's why I actually have Inception as my number one. And all, and also, too, if it wasn't for Inception, we probably wouldn't have that great opening scene like we have for Doctor Strange with the collapsing of the buildings for that for that as well. So it had a very cool Inception kind of vibe to that opening scene. So if it wasn't for Inception, very we probably wouldn't have gotten what we got awesome. in Doctor Strange. It was a very ambitious so, movie, and it paid off tremendously. This movie made a ton of money. And that's what meant that that's what's got because this Christopher Nolan was on the high end of he just did the Dark Knight and he he was already on the high the high end of it and then then he did this movie and he just doubled what the Dark Knight did I mean it's like or like not in terms of box office but in terms of quality because he shows you that Christopher Nolan can do both he can do a comic book movie trem- do it well and he can do this movie come up with this idea in like just flawlessly go through it. I mean, like I said, I, I, I'll go into more in a bit. I mean, yeah, okay. it's, original, yeah, Ross, it's an original idea, and it's he shoots it perfectly. It's like one of the, the perfect movie. Like, it's really good. It's set right. up Tom Hardy's right. bomb. <laughs> definitely. And, Rossi, uh, go on and check that out. I think you'd like it. I think it might be right up your alley, to be honest with you. Uh, so, 
my number two is actually a Mark Wahlberg film, and it, and it also stars Christian Bale as the co-star. Mm-hmm. And that movie is The Fighter. The Fighter. It's really and good. This is my favorite movie. Hold on, I'm frozen. <laughs> yeah, I've seen The Fighter. Um, it's one of the ones, 25 movies I didn't corner incorporate in my list. I l- enjoyed it. I just couldn't put it on my list. Yeah. <laughs> I'd seen That's... other good ones. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Fighter is actually one of my favorite movies, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you're actually dealing with a dysfunctional family. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you definitely tell that he's actually, that Mark Wahlberg's actually dealing with a dysfunctional family because you actually have Christian Bale, who's actually a drug addict who was also a former heavyweight champion or champ light featherweight champion as well. And in matter of fact, the HBO documentary series that they had, it's actually based off of and everything. They were shooting a documentary in this movie about Christian Bale's character. And then it winds up being where he's now a junkie rather than someone that's actually being famous and things like that. My, one of my favorite scenes though, that I actually have to laugh at is when, you know, the family is actually looking for Christian Bale. Everybody knows that Christian Bale's actually getting high. And what does he do? He goes on ahead, jumps out the window and, and tries to sneak out of the house and jumps into a bunch of trash and everything and w- walks down the street like nothing even happened. And is like, oh, here I am right here. But <laughs> that, that scene made me laugh. But it also shows you the deterioration that drugs actually does some something to their mental health as well uh matter of fact christian bale lost tons of weight for that film yeah. you can basically see his uh rib cage basically and also too when mickey which is played by mark Wahlberg's characters actually trained to be uh a fighter it was supposed to be his him and his brother training but instead he had to get one of the police officers to actually help him train that he actually knew because he his family i think is also uh, knew some of the police captains and stuff like that that's all part of the police force. So he winds up helping him train and Mickey's busy trying to get high and everything. And then Mickey's like, what the hell are you doing here and everything? You're in my spot. And even Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend, who's actually a new person that they actually introduced into the film, it's like, you weren't even here for him. Like you were supposed to be here for him. You were busy getting high. Now he's stepping in to help. So either you're going to help or you're not going to help, but you can't do two things at once. And at that time, the family's actually against the girlfriend and everything. So you have confrontation there. It just shows you how messed up this family is and the backwards way of thinking and logic and everything with this family. But it's definitely a good movie. I definitely recommend people checking it out. I really had a lot of fun watching this movie, seeing the growth of Mark Wahlberg being trained for the, to be a fighter. I thought it was really good. So I mean, that was my number. Yeah, two. Melissa Leo as the mom. I think she won an Oscar for her, like for I don't know. It might have been Best Actress or Supporting Actress. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that was my part I remember that one vividly is uh, Amy Adams as the girlfriend sucker punching the mom, and she has a blood. Uh, no, not the mom, but punching one of the other sisters in the face, and she's gushing blood. Yep. Like, like, and then that, and then that's when they leave because they obviously did not want that, and Amy Adams did not look. Like, like she, she definitely gained weight for her character in that movie. Yeah, yeah I think they were trying to go for the Italian kind of look, kind of style yeah. for her. Yeah, it's a good movie. Great acting. Like you said, a pretty, like you said, Charlie, I think one of, she won Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress. Melissa Leo did, I think, for that. Yeah, 
I mean, great performances. Yeah, I think at the end of the movie, doesn't it show clips of... Um, What's supposed to be Christian Bale's character? Yeah. Like, yeah, doesn't show, yeah, like does. his performance seems like right on, too. Like, when it... Mm-hmm. Like, so... Well, yeah, really identical. Good. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. How, I, just so it shows how well Christian Bale, like, how good of an actor he is and how... Yeah. I guess he probably just used that film and stuff for research and probably talked to him. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So I didn't have it. It's not on any of my lists. Um, I just um, it, like that. Um, like I've seen, I saw so many good movies. I just, I just didn't have room for it on any of my lists. But I remember yeah. seeing it. It's, it was decent. I mean, um, entertaining. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So what about? Okay, Sean already talked about his number one. Talked about, about Scott Pilgrim a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, my, uh, my number one. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, John, you go. You're doing. No, you're number one, and I can finish. Oh no, you're, oh, you're you already did mine. Scott Pilgrim, man. Okay, I did go mine. John, did you... it was Inception. No, go ahead and do yours because we already know mine. Because I'm just going to add more to Inception, but you can go. We already Scott know mine. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. Um, so, so yeah, now you have the floor. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, I I love this movie. This was just the epitome. I. For all throughout college, like I said, in one of my my film classes, it's like at the end of the year we get to pick a movie. I'm like, I'm gonna pick Inception. It's not gonna win. And I find out from the professor, yeah, everybody voted Inception. I'm like, holy crap, we're doing Inception because that means I get I did a final presentation on Inception. Um, for my final presentation, I focused on the puzzle game and how each room that they're in had some sort of a puzzle in the background mm-hmm. of it and like that. And the main big thing I wanted to talk about was the ending and how I. Like I said, I personally believe from the get-go, this was not a dream. He was... Oh, so, anybody who hasn't seen the movie... Don't spoil uh, it. I'm not going to spoil yeah, it. Don't, um, there's... Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So, anyway, how I believe it... Like, I, how I believe this ending ended this way, because um, cause everybody kept... Because like, in the movie, you'll see totems. That's their specific idea of... Idea, things that keeps you to know... You're in you're you're in reality. You're in the dream. So everybody's so focused in on this one uh, Dom, which is played by Leo Leo's totem, um, the whole time. But it turns out that's not really his totem. Um, his totem, his wedding ring. Okay. So He's something different. I ain't gonna rewatch that movie. So yeah, that's what I I, I I found out, and then and I think in the sequences where I f- think it's like I forgot it's been a while. I have to watch the movie again or read the article. I think he either in the rings when he doesn't have the ring on, it wasn't a dream, or I think it was a like I don't know. I keep getting them mixed up, but I think it's <laughs> the, the thing to watch out is this wedding ring. Um, but I've done presentations on this. I've shown this movie at in my fil- like for our film club at school. I've shown this movie. And we discussed it. Like I said, this movie is like for me the number one out of 2010. I just love this movie. Anytime it's on, I watch it. I mean, I have the poster. That was the very first movie poster I actually got was Inception. It was the with Dom standing there and looking up and you see the uh, the collapsing um, Tom Hardy. This is the first Tom Hardy movie I saw with him in, and he was fantastic as Eames. Um, this to see this is the banner with him and Joseph Gordon Lovett, like like how he comes out with a grenade launcher. Um, and this is like him. This the whole snow sequence is his James Bond audition tape, <laughs> like how he's just like nonchalant. Like he, he definitely <laughs> reminded me of James Bond. It was this this movie is just fantastic. And anybody who hasn't seen it, you need to see it. 
Definitely. It's, it, it, yeah. just, it, they just had their 10-year anniversary last July because it was 10 years, and that was when Tenet was supposed to be out on 7, 17, 20, which is the 10-year, almost the 10-year anniversary for Inception. Um, and Tenet, I highly recommend Tenet as well. That was a great movie. Yeah, you need to check right. that out. So that's going to be it. Okay. So this is actually going to be it for our top 10 2010 for the best of. But, you know, sometime next week, we're actually going to do our top 10 worst movies of 2010. So I hope you guys actually come back again for that. And guys, if you guys want to go on ahead, if you guys want to go on ahead, donate to the page. How do you do that? There's actually a link below <laughs> in. <laughs> And, you know, if you guys want to go on ahead, click on the link below uh, to donate to us and everything. And it's actually just something to actually. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So anyways, <laughs> if you guys want to go on ahead, donate to the page, do the GoFundMe and the link below. Another thing, too, is, guys, if you guys love this episode, go on ahead, give us a like, smash that share button. And also, too. Go on ahead, follow us at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. Also, too, follow us on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram and also on our Pinterest as well. Then, of course, we're also sponsored by Audible. So go on ahead, get you guys a 30-day trial by clicking the link below. Go on ahead, give us some love over there and sign up for your 30-day trial. Another thing, too, guys, is go on ahead. And there's also another thing, too, that I actually want to mention, too. Go on ahead, go to Movie Lovers Unit on Facebook on Twitter. Follow me over there. And also John DeGorio8 on Twitter if you guys want to follow me there. I'm also on Speaker now and you know, start on the stereo app. And basically what you guys can do over there is just listen to an audio basically it's just a live audio podcast one on one with me and another guest and stuff like that. And that's actually the new thing that I'm going to be starting up. And you guys can actually interact with me through your live voice recordings now too. And it's actually pretty fun. And then of course, you can get this podcast on wherever you get your podcast from with the audio only podcast. Always until next time, have a good night. Stay safe. Thank you again, Charlie. Thank you, Sean, for joining me. It's been fun. I can't wait to do our top 10 disappointing movies of 2010. Yeah. And thank you to everybody in the live chat as well. Thank you, Rossi. Thank you, Tara. Thank you for Larry Lease for talking about your number one, which was Shutter Island. So thank good you. Man. So thank you again, everybody, and always until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shout-outs on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month, and that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well, and then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well, and then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover, and that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries 
and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.